from New York, it's Bookstabber. Starring Gene and Bob. Willow Payne. And Willow Payne. That's good. Wow, you're in a mood today. <laughs> What's going Kenan on? Keenan Thompson. What's going on? <laughs> I'm trying to do Saturday Night Live. You're doing Don Pardo? You're doing classic Don yeah, Pardo? Yeah, exactly. I think you got I think you got the intonation, if not if not the octave, just right. Well, I could I could do it better. I wasn't. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty good. This is how I deflect criticism. Is I wasn't really trying. That's... <laughs> yeah, I tell you it was good, and you're like, no, I wasn't even trying. <laughs> like... <laughs> who's uh no? Who's on Saturday Night Live right now? Kate McKinnon. Yeah, other other than Keenan Thompson, I couldn't tell you. And uh, Colin Colin Jost, and uh, the guy who does a lot of drugs with the tattoos. What's his name? Oh, uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Uh, I didn't know he was on SNL. I couldn't figure out how that guy was a celebrity. Like, I was genuinely perplexed. <laughs> so, which is not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Although we are, talking about a, we are talking about a book about relationships. This is a podcast where we uh, basically review books, talk about whether or not we liked them, which Gene almost always likes them, and I very I, rarely I do. I wouldn't say this is a review. This is, this is us uh, tearing them apart. This is, this is a, an in-depth... If not, if not analysis, at least an in-depth discussion of the book, which which you hate, which gives rise to these rants against the books and me, which I love more than anything else. <laughs> it's uh, right. We could change the name of the podcast to Book Catharsis, uh, if be. that's not already taken. <laughs> <laughs> so what book are we talking about this episode? We are talking about The Echo Wife by an author whose work I really, really like, Sarah Gailey. Yes, uh, who who has written, uh, who wrote, who wrote the kind of famous novella River of Teeth, which is a, a kind of crime caper set in the Old West. It's a very uh, queer inclusive crime caper, and it has instead of horses, it has hippos. It is amazing, and there's a there's a follow up to that called Taste of Marrow. There's a book that has that that novella and the other novella and a couple of short stories. They also wrote Magic for Liars, uh, a YA book. Just a great YA book called um, When We Were Magic about a group of young women who have magical powers. And it opens when one of them accidentally makes a, a boy's dick explode and killing killing him on prom night, I think. Great book. And then uh, a book about librarians kind of in a post-apocalyptic future where things have gone back to the past called Upright Women Wanted. Anyway, I, I've read... Which also sounds suspiciously similar to a local access TV show that they made me watch as a kid called tomes and talismans oh yes yes i, I think you sent me a, a link to some of that it's got nothing to do with it, that, I'm, that no well right it's a post-apocalypse in which librarians uh save the future it, well, it, it, because it, it, information it, is power it's kind of a it's kind of a cowboy novel again but post-apocalyptic it's 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 interesting and short and uh you should totally read it willow i think you would love it because i have eternal hope right. in the power of books Right. When it comes to uh, interesting and short are two really great adjectives, because those are things that I admire a lot in books. And uh, the best thing I can say about uh, Sarah Gaisley's work is that it is short. Ugh. Well, I mean, Sarah Gaisley's work, like like they are one of the writers who's who I realize kind of accidentally I have read everything that a particular writer has written just because I, I really like the pitches and I really like and, uh, Sarah Gailey is on this very short list um, with Anne Leckie and a few whose work is in the science fiction fantasy realm and uh, that I really enjoy. Uh, yeah. So, so should, should, I, should you, I start with... You are... Sorry, you are really the the Sarah Gailey ambassador, you know. Uh, I really am. I give you, I give these you, books as gifts all the time <laughs> to people. I I did I did try to read River of Teeth uh, because of you, and I got halfway through it, oh. and I just was not I was not impressed. I was I was not hooked by any means. It's so fun. It is. I like westerns a lot. It is functionally a western. I'll grant you. <laughs> I, the, but nothing about it, you know, there was, I don't know, there just wasn't any real drama to it for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's got some great entrances, it's got some great characters. I mean, it's... You know, Westerns have so many, are famous for having these really incredible deep themes about, you know, justice and vigilantism and, and love and honor. And, you know, they, they're these incredible passion <laughs> plays. And, uh, yeah, I didn't find any of that in River of Teeth. I mean, the the, the con woman did it for me i really liked her uh like isn't there isn't there one person who has knives instead of guns like that's that's always a good thing in a western uh, it's just there's just so much going on big explosions it's it, it's a good book i don't know I, well anyway let's let's talk more about the echo wife the book that we are here the echo to wife Ugh. 
perform surgery on. So, so uh, let me give you the, the the basic book talk for the Echo Wife. And that, now, I have to tell you, before we pick this up, I kept myself completely ignorant of it. I, I had no idea what this book was about, except for that it was a Sarah Gailey novel, and therefore I wanted to read it. So it opens with Evelyn, who is a scientist, being honored uh, with the Neufman Prize, not very happy to be at the party. Uh, she has recently gone through uh, what seems like a devastating breakup with her ex-husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, Nathan, who, who you get the sense betrayed her greatly. Evelyn's work involves human cloning and imprinting personalities on the human clones that she creates, the fully grown human clones. And in the first few chapters of the book, we find out that, let's see, <laughs> how do I put this? Well, she gets a call. She gets a call at her lab from uh, her husband, Nathan, her ex-husband Nathan's fiance, Martine, saying, saying that she wants to meet for tea. And when she meet, she does meet Martine for tea. Her 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 assistant, Evelyn's lab assistant, Saeed, can't figure out why she would even bother doing this. But she goes out and meets Martine. She feels like she can't escape Martine for some reason. And when she meets Martine, what becomes clear is that Martine is her clone. Her ex-husband created a clone of Evelyn using her techniques. And when you make a clone, you can not just imprint the personality of someone. You can make it so that that, that, that personality is slightly different. And so he has made himself the perfect version of his ex-wife Evelyn in Martine, like someone who is deferential and polite and really, really needs him in a way that Evelyn never, ever needs anyone. And uh, the weirdest thing is that Martine is pregnant, which clones aren't supposed to be able to get pregnant. So Evelyn is freaking out. She can't tell anyone at all. Uh, it would lead to this huge ethical inquiry into her work. It would make her a laughing stock. And then Martine calls her again and says she needs help. And Evelyn drives over to the house that uh, Martine shares with her ex-husband Nathan and finds that uh, Martine has killed and now they have to deal with it and the future. So that is that is the pitch. Yes, and we are going to spoil this book so badly. I, I mean, that already is, is some spoiler territory stuff, even though it is very much... I th- sort of the premise of the book. Well, I think that's the premise. Like, 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 uh, she's dealing with her own clone, and I mean, it's got to be. I haven't. I didn't even read the. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, it's got. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, clone politics here. <laughs> so so I, I think it's worth it's worth noting that um, there's I think there's a trigger warning in the book, and the after afterward comments uh, by Gailey talk about how they were abused and, and it sounds like it sounds like they've been through a lot and there's some hotline numbers in the end of the book so i mean this book is clearly not for everyone and writing it seems to be some kind of active uh, th- that comes out of of gailey's experiences right so serious subject matter which is is separate from the book itself to me but but like sure. like i feel like i feel like maybe like that's worth saying up front that the publisher and the author felt like it was worth kind of giving a some kind of trigger warning and there are lists of resources in the back. So this might not be the book for you, um, but here we go talking right. about it. Spoiling spoiling away, <laughs> having a discussion about yes. it. So uh, I'm going to say that that opening chapter is hard to, it's hard to sink into for me. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Evelyn is Very at much. a dinner party being honored. She doesn't want to be there. She seems ungrateful for the recognition, but also like she kind of needs it. She doesn't like the people she's around. It's kind of a chance for us to figure out what's going on in her head. It was not, it was not an incredibly strong cha- opening chapter because I didn't have a lot of sympathy. I, this, my sympathy started for her when you find out like what happened, and I think it kind of built. But but it was a tough, it was a tough journey in to the point where I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting, and and I, I'm really interested in this book. It was probably four or five chapters in, I would guess, where we find out how she was betrayed and about Martine, and then the problem. I, I think yeah. I, I think a book that was different would open with the murder and then kind of just lay out a bunch of stuff and then and then kind of let us figure it out. But but I do like the way this doesn't spell it out right at the beginning as well. But but I just I just didn't yeah, have I, a lot of sympathy <laughs> for her. So I think that yeah, you make an interesting point. This might have been way way better for me if this had actually been like a detective novel. If we were from the point of view of a detective who was trying to figure out this mysterious case, there's a, there's a lot of problems here. Uh, but okay, from the beginning onward, I really don't like Evelyn as a character at all. I just don't like her. Well, there's, I, there's, I don't like any of the characters. There's not a lot to I, like. I, there's not a lot to like because she's cold and distant and like she was abused by her father and as was her mother, right? And and and, and then kind of emotionally abused by her ex-husband. Who, who created a replacement right. for her. I mean, it's it, using her work, using her brilliance. I mean, her husband seems to have respected her mind, but 
not her personality. It's very bizarre. Yeah, and it's this thing of, like, the character is obviously supposed to be a genius. You know, she's invented perfect cloning, like, the most perfect cloning that you could ever imagine. There's basically no fault to this cloning process. I I, I have to emphasize this. Like, this is... Maybe this is this is a huge issue that I have with this book is the science fiction of it. It's it's not that it has to be hard sci-fi, but it, I don't find it to be. In, it's not very well done. It's not consistent, and it's just what, it what, might what, as well be a magic wand. Well, like, well, the thing she the thing she did, the breakthrough she made was how to write a personality into an adult clone's like neurobiological framework, right? And, well, right, but even the ability to make an adult clone is like magical right like that's already kind of absurd science right there well i I agree but i'm glad i'm glad when there isn't like a bunch of made-up science to justify this or to show that like oh yeah i'm i i am like a cutting-edge geneticist who's imagining the one breakthrough we need like this is how i just feel like i just i just just wish that they i just wish that they had like a little like a name for it it's like you know you watch uh wrath of khan right and they talk about the genesis device and Mm -hmm. it it doesn't explain how the genesis well it does It, it it explains what the genesis device does but it doesn't go in further as to like well but what could allow that to happen it's like no 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 it just it, it works trust me like it, it it bothered me when we got to the point of like all right so i scanned your brain and now i'm gonna re-upload your brain into this clone right because th- and and now and and from there i can just change all of your personality and it's like what do you mean you can go you scanned a brain and you can just change like yeah but because yeah, but- i'm a that's like imagining that there's a computer in this world that just has a picture, like a like a child's drawing of a brain that just says, like, this is the part that makes you cook and clean more. And this is the part that, you know, makes you better in the bedroom. Like, what? That doesn't, well, uh, yeah, that doesn't I, make any sense. Well, apparently you can make some adjustments to the clone's reactions to stimuli and to different situations and, and whatever, right? And like, like, somehow by just looking at the mind map. I don't understand it either. I'm glad there was not a bunch of scientific gobbledygook that is, that is, useless to me as, as a person I, I was glad that was kind of alighted over uh, from where i'm sitting it might as well not be science fiction because it's so patently absurd like and and th- th- there's more to it than this oh, it, i i can dive into like the real there's there's one scene in particular that i feel like well, represents how dumb this book is well i yeah, but i i don't think i don't think if this was in a fantasy setting it would have been it would have been as good because you want to see somebody struggling with these issues in modern time. You could have somebody wave a wand and make this too, but then you would be like well, ma- magic diff- realism is a genre. Yeah, well, I think this is an example of it. You know, to to an extent. I mean, you can say it's scientific magic realism. Like there's some kind of veneer of science on this, and I, I would I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. And I you know I I I think you're entitled to feel like it's uh, it doesn't work. I think it works for me in the fact that we want this to be nowadays. We don't want there to be magic otherwise in the world. We are we are re- we are relying on science. It just has these glaring holes in it, right? It's like um, there was some YA. I, I'm sure it was based on a book, but I just remember seeing the trailer for the movie, right? And it was a it was a YA story about a kid who was born on Mars and like falls in love with a girl on Earth through email or whatever. Okay, and and you know like hides on a rock i i I admit i've only seen the trailer but he manages to like stow away on a rocket and get to earth so that he can meet this girl that he that he's in love with and but Mm -hmm. like he's dying because he's never been on earth before or something and it's not easy but i remember my friend turned to me during the trailer was like the the real miracle is that he's somehow the same age when he arrived on earth after leaving mars at 16 years old it was like, yeah, that that's totally preposterous. What you're telling me is that we've invented like ridiculously fast space travel, which living on Mars is would be the least interesting thing about this setting, right? <laughs> this is this is not thought through. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just I just don't think this book suffers from that. This book this book like wants to use the modern setting, wants to wants to not have magic just wants an advancement in science that we're not going to explain very much and it, it works for me i mean like like maybe you need more than that but well okay no because it's well it's not consistent so i i know you like to go through the book step by step so we're no, gonna fine. we're no, gonna no, keep no, moving no, forward no, 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 no it's fine I, I i want you to talk this out because i think this is this is central to the book like if this is bugging you okay i want i want to hear why all right so well all right for the for the benefit of the audience here's big spoiler territory uh all right, so Martine the clone kills what's his name Nathan? Nathan, something like that. Yep. 
Yeah, Nathan. Well, c- c- Martine c- kills Nathan. Kills him in self-defense. Right. I yeah. Okay. Right. Because Nathan's a Nathan is just like the worst person in the world, and I get that. He's clearly he's he's like a Machiavellian villain, and and there's a lot of information that comes out about that. Well, but anyway, it, so well, it's it's worse. She goes home. She goes home after the tea and says, "Well, what if I don't want a baby?" Because because uh, Evelyn at one point had been pregnant and had gotten an abortion without asking Nathan, and so one of the reasons he created Martine was so that she would give him what he always wanted, which is a kid, right? And like he kind of busted cloning to do that, and but but when she Martine, when Martine seems to even want to have a mind of her own, which she is not created for, Nathan flips out and starts choking her, and then kind of go, or no, he goes after her with a knife and then starts choking her, and she she knocks the knife out of his hand and gets hold of the knife somehow instead. Kills sure. Him. So okay. So so right. Martine kills Nathan in safe self defense. Calls Evelyn. Evelyn comes and examines the scenario. So they're like, okay. Uh, we can't have anyone find out about this. We're going to, we're, we're going to bury Nathan. We're going to, we're going to hide the body, which is the first big mistake that like, well, the fir- I guess, I don't know. There's multiple big mistakes. The, the first big mistake would probably be that as soon as Evelyn found out about all this, she didn't call the authorities because as she points out, everything about this cloning operation is hyper illegal. Like her own cloning operation is legal in, in that it has, uh, restrictions imposed on it by uh you know uh there are there are laws regarding the cloning of what she can and can't do well and and clones aren't supposed to be people they're not they're they're disposable they're temporary right right but but everything that nathan has done here is illegal he's running an illegal cloning vat like out of his house and so like as soon as she found out as soon as evelyn found out about this she should have just called the cops on him she should have just she should have done something about that instead of just being like oh well i guess my evil ex-husband has a you know can i answer that in the context of the story or is that yeah i think she should have called the cops in the context of the story yeah yeah but the but the 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 stories the way the story deals with that which i think is correct is that she basically can't do that. Evelyn can't do that because if she does, she'll be a laughing stock. Like, like there'll be ethics inquiries. Her research will be shut down, and plus, she'll be the woman who's known for like, like her ex-husband disliked her so much that he created a new version of her, right, to replace her. He basically, okay. re- and she'll be a laughing stock. And I think those those okay. things are true. She is trying to figure out what to do, and I think at this point in the story, she sees Martine as disposable. Right. Like, 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 well, and that's, and that's, that comes to the next problem is that, so she comes to, she comes to the house, Martine has killed Nathan and her reaction is, okay, I'm going to hide the body. But she doesn't, even though at this point she's said so many times, all I ever do is kill clones. I flush clones down the toilet. I'm clone killer number one because clones are, are meant to be temporary and they're meant to be right, failures. Right, right. They're not meant to be real people. I don't see clones as people. Clones aren't people legally, scientifically, they're not people. But then, but she doesn't, so that character that keeps saying that over and over again, in my mind, would, would just kill Martine. She would just, she would just, you know, end her life there and it it wouldn't be an issue, right? Like that, that seems to me what would be the case, but it, it, which... So, but okay, you know, she sees herself. I'm, I, I'm. This is part of the problem. Is I'm having to do Sarah Gailey's job for them because I'm having to write between the gaps. It's like, okay, so maybe Evelyn sees, you know, this literal clone of herself and is like, I can't kill my clone. That feels weird. So, so I'm going to protect my clone in some regard, even though I don't like anything about my clone because my clone is in, is a radically different person who like is subordinate and you know not smart because uh nathan has mistreated her and not taught her anything like doesn't know how to use any kind of technology doesn't know how to use a computer doesn't you know it's well and it's a miracle that she can even speak english like this is part of the <laughs> science fiction problem of the book is that it's a miracle like do you know how hard it is to learn a language do you know how hard well, but it was, it was imprinted talk? it was imprinted in her brain in in martin's but that brain. doesn't really I well, I just don't buy that. But well, fine. I, 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 again, I I, I I go along with you saying that it's magic because well, because what happens later in the book, we, we kind of see it happen when when they create a clone together, right? Because because they're that's right. And so this is the okay. So this is, becomes the next big thing. So uh, the solution. Evelyn sees the problem in of like, all right, well, Nathan's dead, but Nathan had an active social life and had a very important job and all these people relied on him and all of them just keep calling the house over and over again. Like, where's Nathan? Why is, why does he disappear? The police are going to get involved. And so she recognizes that like, 
okay, I guess he can't just be gone forever. Otherwise, it's people are going to get suspicious and they're going to find out that he's dead and I'm a prime suspect and right. I am, in fact, aiding and abetting his murderer. So, okay. So Martine selfishly suggests... And, and I'll buy this. I'll buy that the clone says... Well, what if we just clone another Nathan? Right. Because why wouldn't she? You know, she, and and she, as uh, we're told, she's very naive and this and that. But but she but she's, so, she's somehow at, she's somehow good at uh, brainstorming, which Nathan used to do with Evelyn. He made the clones so that like it it it's naive and kind of in in perpetual servitude to him. But uh, like like basically, uh, it, it's got it's got Evelyn's mind somehow. It's very weird. So so Evelyn is right. bouncing ideas off of Martine, and they they decide this is the way forward. Now, I, I I do agree we're kind of doing the the job a little bit because I think that I think that Evelyn can't. What would I say? Like like if the cops are called, Evelyn's going to look guilty because Martine killed yeah. Martine killed him, but all the evidence is going to point to Evelyn, right? Well, also, I mean, if, if I were writing this story, I think I would just, I would call the cops on Martine and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's Evelyn. And then the real Evelyn would just, would, would get away scot-free because of double jeopardy. Like if, if I send the clone to prison, they can't prosecute me. There's no, I'm, I'm perfect. Yeah, but no, no. I, I, I think that. Well, I think that'd be fun, but sure, it's it's not. That's not the same book. Well, I mean, that's the thing. There are stupider books that could have been written, right? There are directions that could go off in. Like, like, I kept expecting to find out that like Evelyn was a clone. Well, you, you know, and like like Martine was like Mar- right. Martine was a clone, and and Evelyn was a clone, and that like. Well, and part of the part of the problem here is that because the cloning technology is so ludicrously fantastical at every level right well it, it's 100 days to 100 days to full adult clone right Function. almost any other almost any other solution would be viable because like there's it seems to me that there'd be no reason why because so they clone nathan so that he can just be a, a slightly better version of nathan who is less homicidal and less manipulative and evil but also like if you could do that why didn't you just clone a nathan for the purposes of like uh crashing his car with him in it so it's like yeah he died of a car crash that no one was around for like it it seems like there would be such an easier way to instead of having another version of the evil husband that nobody likes right right like like there there are cleaner solutions people well but but, but, but the other solutions are not a moral victory and i think i think cloning nathan and then reinserting him back into his life is not just a it's not just a moral victory for evelyn no that's that's not a moral victory though that's so immoral on every level well well, it's a moral victory in that she doesn't change him she could have changed him could have made him somebody who would love her and could have like had her relationship back and like, like, but, like, but at like, that, but at that point, we know he's a rat bastard. He's such a bad person. But she could if have, anyone but, who maliciously clones a Stepford wife, uh, like a handmaiden yeah. for themselves, is not a good person. We like this. But, it doesn't. <laughs> but she could have. She could have. Even, she, she could have changed him. She could have made him the man that she needed, and she she doesn't do it. And I'm just, I'm just saying, it, it's also it's also a technological breakthrough for. Her. Because she fools everybody, like that clone fool, somehow fools everybody. Again, I go with your magical thinking thing. Like they've got this imprint of his brain that's five years old. Like it's back right. when he now still this... loved Evelyn, and it it, it 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 reeks of it reeks of BS a little bit that they're able to. Yeah, this is okay. This part, this is there because there's so many contradictions. I can't believe an editor let this book go with these contradictions in it because they are nonsense. I, I'm being so serious right now, like. I don't, who published this? Tor? I think it was Tor. I think it's. I, well, I, I, I don't. I don't have the reaction you're having to the book. I mean, like, like I. I think I enjoy, clearly enjoyed this more, which is not a surprise based on. But okay, no, but. okay. So they they specifically say the only brain scan we have of Nathan, or the most recent one, is from five years ago. Right. Martine says, "Oh, I wasn't even alive five years ago." Right. Like they they say that. That's that's in the book. Right, so right, okay, right. Martine the clone did not exist 5 years ago when this brain scan was happening. So they're worried naturally that when this clone wakes up he's not going to he's going to be confused. Well, he is and, confused. And he is very confused. Right. And in a, in a but in, in a way that doesn't make sense with the information that we've been given because so okay, we do the clone. We make the clone happen. The clone wakes up. <laughs> They're standing over the clone. They. This is in the book. I'm not making yeah, yeah, this yeah. up. Is Evelyn wearing a surgical mask, pretending to be a doctor, saying, 
hey, you were in a car crash. You've been like comatose for three months or whatever. You don't remember anything because you hit your head really bad. Right. And and Nathan's like, oh, okay, sure. The clone Nathan. Mm-hmm. And and sure, as a as a newborn clone, you're highly impressionable. I get that. I buy that. That makes sense to me. However, Evelyn specifically, it is it's it is said that she narrates that she takes off her mask so that Nathan can look at her face and look at her mouth move, and and, and this is supposed to help somehow. And he doesn't, even though he has this brain from five years ago when he was still married to his wife. Evelyn, and he doesn't recognize one that's Evelyn. But then, while while Evelyn is standing over, dressed as a doctor, which you know she has medical gear because she's a, a laboratory technician. She's mm-hmm. a super scientist. She is fan- Mr. Fantastic for Christ's sake. She is a super scientist. Well, but she but she just looks like herself. She, like she doesn't have a disguise. Right. And and in fact, Nathan would have seen her dressed that way all the time because they work together in laboratories. Well, I, but but I don't I don't think that's the I mean I don't I don't even think this part is the fantastical thing. The fantastical thing no, is somehow, no. somehow he's able to absorb what his life was like through just conversations. Well, and with and, and, and then, then slip into but it. then the next the literally the next thing that happens is Martine walks into the room and says, "Oh, honey, I was so worried about you. Keep in mind, she's an identical clone to Evelyn. They are the same." person they have the same face yep, yep. and and clone nathan looks up and says oh martine he calls her by name he recognizes that that is martine even though martine didn't exist when this brain scan happened one and it looks ex- identical to his wife evelyn that he was married to and evelyn is also there in the room and he doesn't recognize that that's evelyn and then they leave and everything and and we're meant to believe that that is fine well no no, no but i, I think i I think that process takes weeks and and uh, and it's a lot of Martine kind of sitting there like filling in the details with him. Now, 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 if that, now, now, if, I, that if that took weeks, then they didn't say that that did not that was not in the book I read. It did not say I explained over the course of weeks that I a, a random physician who was caring for or <laughs> who was explaining to Nathan the process of his you know, coming out of a coma. That was not in the book I read. That well, is well, I, malarkey. I, 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 I think it is. I think there are, there are visits. I think there's like, I mean, like, 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 uh, creating the Nathan clone lets a few things happen. It lets us find out that Evelyn was betrayed by her lab assistant, Saeed, who helped Nathan create the clone. Uh, it, I, I, I don't care. Well, I, I that's fine. I, well, no, that, no, no. I, mean, I it, believe it, it also lets us see the process of making the clone a little bit more in detail. Probably not enough to to go past the idea that it's that it's magic. I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it 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 is not really explained. Just, it's barely seen. Well, I don't I don't understand how a character how how any character whether it would be clone nathan nathan prime that's how i kept referring them in my head i was like i i i didn't even call her evelyn i was just like okay there's there's clone wife there's wife prime like that's how i was well i i just think i just think that the process of the process of creating i don't understand how this character can be looking at the identical woman from a genetic point of view in the same room they're both right in front of him and he recognizes one of them without a beat as well, I'm not... the clone wife I made of my former wife, and the and the former wife who is there and is herself in every way, and specifically is not wearing a mask. It, it worked for me on the page. It doesn't recognize that that's his wife, the, the, and he doesn't recognize that that is the the person, even though they look identical. That is that doesn't make sense. It fundamentally doesn't make sense. This entirely worked for me on the page. We could go back to the page and read it and try to figure out why, but I'm just going to tell you it worked for me. But I think that what you get by them creating the Nathan clone is is their relationship develops. It takes a while in the book. Their relationship develops. Evelyn is betrayed again. Like they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with Nathan, what the plan is. They're trying to figure out if they can if they can make him. They're, I mean, there is there's very little sense they're getting away with a crime. Like like if the book has a failure for me in these pages, it's that it's that everyone in the world would be looking for this guy. Like nobody ever really comes to look into his disappearance. He's gone for at least a hundred days, maybe more. Yeah, that is also a huge gaping hole. That it's really absurd that no one asked the police to to go by the house and check up. Well, well, I, I I'm agreeing. I'm I'm agreeing. I'm saying that's the hole for me if there's a hole. But but the 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 goodness of the book is the relationship between Evelyn and her clone Martine develops so that when Evelyn sees Martine as a person later in the book, it's believable, right? 
like like Evelyn sees Martine more and more as herself. Um, like there's a thing called conditioning um, in the book The Clone because all of us are not. Which I I love this part of it. Like like this was enough for me to make it seem realistic. The clones are just perfect. They're unblemished. Their skin is unaged. They've ever been exposed to to radiation or bad food or they've never been injured. So when you're making a clone of an adult, you have to adjust the clone with like poor nutrition and you have to adjust it by exposing it to uv radiation and if it's got a broken bone if the adult has a broken bone you have to break that bone when the clone is like is in a certain stage of development so that it can reset you have to scar it with like a blowtorch and and martine yeah. martine helps evelyn do this and kind of does it with with relish because it's it's clear martine hates nathan too like like so and i think that and, it, and i think that part is neat but it also kind of because that's the only time that it feels like science fiction where we have to actually deal with the reality of a premise right like that's that's part of you know uh it's like isaac asimov robot stories right like the reason they're they're good is because he starts from a premise and then he explores that premise without changing the premise to suit the story right like sure 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 no, absolutely and, and I, I but but i think i think it works in that way even though Sarah Gailey doesn't know enough about biology and how cloning works to this point to figure out what that leap of science would be and to describe it, you know, like, like, you know, there's a few leaps here that, that are necessary. There, but there are other problem. There are other big problems, even besides the science of it. One of which is that when, when Evelyn as narrator is telling us the reader about why they're doing clones at all because mm -hmm. i think th there's like a million good reasons that you would be cloning and developing clone technology you know not the least of which is just like replacement organs you know making people live longer mm -hmm. uh, you know understanding medicine like building better humans for the future like just improving our genetic code like there's so many good reasons one might be cloning in general i you know I don't I don't think it'll ever really happen in our lifetimes but like I think that if we could if we could do human cloning I think it could do an immense amount of good for the world um and you know a lot of it is probably completely unfeasible because that's just how science fiction is right like it sure. it, it, it it would it can't really work because it, our ideas are not congruent with reality mm -hmm. however when pressed for Evelyn of like what are what is the application of the clones that she's making she's like uh you know mostly body doubles for like politicians and famous people but they're also organ farms and they're also like research subjects and and i mean and like 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 but again alighted over i agree but i will say that the interesting thing about what the way that is handled is this is not those books like those books have been written and this book is is, tr is trying not to be those books i understand why you think it might need that f for for just a feeling of realism but for me, but that's the concept that gets elaborated on the most, because I agree, organ farm is actually a significantly it's a way better use of but but they don't talk about organ farming because you wouldn't need to make brain scans people for organ farming. You wouldn't need to condition them. You wouldn't need to change you wouldn't need to change the conditions of the brain to make a person more ply like that has nothing to oh, do i'm not I, I, i'm not that, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I mean, like to me, the book feels like this is early days of this, like, uh, Evelyn has only been able to do this for a short while. Like her, um, her. It, it's very clear that they know very little about how uh, of the implications for this. That it's not a widespread technology at this point. It's only it's only for a few politicians, right? It's it's only for famous people. It's it's there's very few that is itself such a bizarre no, no, science no, 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 fiction no, no. premise. I, I, I want to read that book. I think it's I think it's I think it's unclear. I would think that Evelyn and Saeed are the only people who can do this in the world. I don't think this is being replicated anywhere. There are not factories out there churning out clones yet. It's not Blade Runner, right? No, I agree. I agree that that is the case, right? There are, although Nathan was able to do it in like his closet, which is, seems bizarre well, to me. Not in his closet because they never do find Nathan's lab, right? There, there is no, there is no, uh, there is no vision of him. And, and it's weird to me that Evelyn doesn't go looking for it and try to find it. But well, wouldn't Saeed know where it? Like, it seems. I would it assume seems hard to believe that. I would assume Saeed knows know. where it is. But but again, what is the aha moment there? Like, why even bother? Right? I mean, it like like yeah, maybe for realism, but 
Well, I guess I assu- I assumed it was in the house because anything because this is because he has cloned this wife and which even even Nathan's original plan of cloning Evelyn to make a a perfectly submissive housewife like that's also a bad plan for a lot and I'm not talking for purely moral reasons of course for purely moral reasons it's a terrible plan but just. Like, if you were trying to get, like, from a heist point of view, if you were trying to get away with it, it's like, well, how? She doesn't have a birth certificate. She doesn't have an ID. Like, wh- right, you're going to have a right. baby with this child, and then everyone's going to be like, what do you mean? Like, where, where did this baby come from? Like, you can't take her anywhere, it's, especially it, because yeah. if if anyone sees her, they're going to be like, isn't that your ex-wife? And then are you, what are you going to explain? Like, well, no, it's not my ex-wife, because you probably also know her, and you she's a major public figure who receives award. Like, it's a such a cockamamie plan. Well, he's kept... He, could... he, but he's kept, he's kept Martine hidden. He's going to keep Martine hidden. Martine doesn't need to have a life, according to what he's planned for. But is he going to keep the baby hidden? Like, that wasn't I guess, a good plan. I guess. I mean, you, you know... You can't keep a baby hidden for... Uh, what, until he dies? Like, it just is untenable. Well, I mean, I think at, at that point it becomes a book about uh, being illegal and undocumented, right? I mean, which is not what this book is about either. Like... I, even, well, even though Martine stays illegal and undocumented forever, which is like this book has a sort of a happy ending, but it feels so well, I like I, I like weird. I, I like where the book goes. I like that like they have they have this kind of moment of like, well, shit, what are we going to do with Nathan now? And Martine realizes she has to go live with him. Right. Despite everything else, she has to go live with him. And then Martine goes and lives with him for a while. And like everything kind of seems normal, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And then uh, Martine calls Evelyn again and in kind of that same tone and says, I need your help. You got to get over here right now. And Evelyn goes over there like, oh, shit. Like if she has killed him again, I am not going to save her this time. <laughs> right. Like like that is her thought when she leaves her house. And she goes over there. Yeah. And 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 this, I, 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 I like this part I, is dumb. It, 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 it is a little dumb because it should have been discovered when they buried Nathan in the garden, the original Nathan in the garden. Right. But, because what we discover is that there are 12 other clone bodies buried in this backyard. How big is this backyard? This backyard huge. has to be huge. It must be huge and very because, secluded. Yeah. Because they've be, they've already buried Nathan in this same yard. Right. And lo and behold, now they've discovered 12 other clone bodies of Evelyn, each one that has a name that because which is like a code name and and there's a list her name somewhere is martine because she's the 13th one right they also they, they start with I, different letters of the alphabet yeah which also is yeah it's weird and uh, which because my reaction is, to that whole situation is like well it, yeah it stands to reason that the first clone didn't take or whatever but right. most of these just died on the vine in in the growing vat and but, and, and, and the clones then, and the this, clones rot at like slower than normal humans like the tissue now, decays now hold on i think i think i think we might be missing something because i think that actually his cloning lab must be in the house because it must be just yeah. from a legit from a logistics point of view correct if you had 11 clones that failed in the cloning vat you wouldn't take you would you wouldn't drive them right like across the city to your backyard like you couldn't get it into your house without a neighbor being like is that a body bag what is what is right. going on right right, right. well yeah <laughs> it, to... it, it's unlikely it's unlikely you get away with that 12 times right i mean like but, right but, <laughs> but 12 times well it, but what's weird what's weird is like they mostly the early ones have something physically wrong with them you can see there's some kind of problem with how they had been uh right uh developed but but, but the 12th one the, the 12th one looks perfect and and he, right. he had clearly just killed her because something was off with her personality or whatever. And then he created Martine, right. which I think that I think that twelfth body kind of freaks both of them out a little bit, which is good because here they are looking at all these dead versions of themselves. Well, and this is a this is another science fiction detail that like I think could have worked, but it's one of these things that like it needed it needed a little more editing. Mm-hmm. That was the the reason these bodies are pristinely preserved because clone bodies do not deteriorate correctly well, they don't, because they, they are artificial. They deteriorate more slowly. Somehow somehow the, the, the telomeres in the clone's cells deteriorate like uh, more slowly. Yeah, but, but, just, but, and that's mentioned that's early not in how, the book. It's fine. But that's not how dead... Like, that's, that's not even a science fiction problem. That's like a basic 
like like bacteria would still eat the body right like the the worms would still eat the body well there's also right? something well, there's also how... something about how lime in some cases can preserve a body instead of making it rot and he had all this lime in the shed when they buried him they found all this lime and and they used it to spread right. out his body to make it decompose faster it, it, whatever i i don't care and like, like like there is a perfectly like nice looking clone body in the dirt the most recent one and some of the other ones right. are decomposed I, I, th- that that detail doesn't make me it doesn't enrage me the way that like <laughs> two evelyn's standing over nathan and the and he, yeah that, that part enrages me uh, okay that's so, hilarious well, I, I, I feel like i feel like I, I feel like i've beaten you down with bad science now <laughs> well i no the the i'm i'm in shock because i've i've just pointed out what is like uh, an incomprehensibly stupid thing and you're like no it's fine and and i just like i like <laughs> well I, I mean i mean again again i i i i think you're interesting because you point out that this book is basically magic which i hadn't really thought of i i just thought well it's it's science it's not overly explained and i'm okay with that but but, but even if that scene happened in a fantasy book yeah it would be it would be like really that seems dumb that just seems real dumb <laughs> Well, ma- magic magic is a strange thing because it, when you bring magic into a book, it makes other things possible. Like like it, ma- it makes it makes a whole host of things possible by making this science. It it's kind of more self contained, right? I mean, I mean, it, you you can have magic self contained in being like a wish or something, but that that would well, not work I, here. He- from from where I'm sitting, it's not that I want this book to be fantasy. It's that I want this book to be well. It's to, I want it to be better science fiction, and I want it to make sense. And as it is, it doesn't. And so. What I would like is for Sarah Gailey to to take another stab at it. No, I I, um, I, 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 I just but disagree. I'm also asking for I'm also asking for basically everything to be different because I don't like any of the characters. I think the plot is dumb, and yeah, it's it's clearly not a book for me. There's no well, and, there's no way around that. Well, and, well, and and so I think we should. Well, we don't even have to talk about the end of the book exactly yet. But like, I, I think I think there was a point where I started to sympathize with Evelyn a little bit. Um, and and it's when you find out what Nathan did to her, like how how awful he was to her, that he replaced her. You find out how abusive her father was to her, kind of the physical threat that he abused her mom. I mean, her mom killed her dad and buried him at the garden, right? And they never talked about it. So there's a history of this kind of behavior. It's very strange. And and Evelyn's uh, mom was someone who tiptoed around the house and taught her to tiptoe around the house so as not to disturb her father. Who, who was apparently more violent to Evelyn's mom. And so in Martine, she sees pieces of her mother's behavior, like the, the deference, the kind of... Cowering is not the right word, but, but just being so pulled back from confrontation, like as she was designed to. Like there's, there's, right. some, there's some aspect of living with her mom and seeing her mom in Martine that isn't stated that's very nice and well, and kind of coming to see, and coming to see Martine as a person she comes to see her mom as more of a person as well and 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 it's not on the page i mean it functions like a short story this is what i like about gailey's books is that they they don't they're not written like like a novel is written they are written like a short story is written like like the body farming stuff is mentioned once in passing the you know uh experiment like using clones for experiments is mentioned once it's not it's not harped on these are things i really enjoy but I, I think what you said earlier was nice, which is like if somebody had been investigating them for murder, or they'd been trying to kind of get away with it. If there was a sense that they were in jeopardy, like there's just there's very little sense of jeopardy in this book. There's um, I mean, the jeopardy comes from the abusive relationship and not from some outside element. And that's, I think, by design. And it, I can't say it's the wrong choice, but I think a kind of like the 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 airport book version of this, like the really popular version would be somebody investigating would be every other chapter, Evelyn's voice with her uh, letting us know that like, you know, she's, she's on that and she's like evading it. And like, she's got her clone kind of under control. And this is how, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, we've got, we've got Nathan in this spot and this is, you know, we're making a clone and, and people are onto us, but we're one step ahead of them. I don't know. I don't think it needs it. It's so much quieter and nicer a book without that stuff. This is going to seem, this is going to seem like it's left field, but uh, did you ever see the movie Ruby Sparks? Uh, You should watch that movie because I'm realizing as we're talking about it, that that movie is, is what I wanted this book to be like, because it's a, it's a magical realism movie uh, written by a woman that is about uh, a man who creates a woman magically to be his perfect woman and how he'll never be happy with 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 that because because she isn't 
you know, it, it's it's really smart. It's a, mm. it's incredibly smart. It's a funny movie. You know, it's it's kind of a dark rom com that is has this existential quality to it that like I think that that movie had a lot of interesting things to say that there are like it's almost like this book is referencing those ideas without doing anything with them because at the at the end of the day like this clone story like clone stories and robot stories are almost always come down to the same theme which is that hey it turns out that if you have human thoughts and human emotions you're a human it doesn't matter if you're made of steel or it doesn't matter if you were born in a vat like this is this is not a new idea and that's fine i like those stories i like those stories a lot mm-hmm. but it it feels like it takes us a long time and and a lot of trouble that that is it it bothers me the way like they treat the characters in the story like I understand that Nathan's a really bad guy. I'm not pro Nathan. Cloning uh cloning a Nathan so that you can like like you say that like well no, she's not as bad as him because she didn't change him, but like she does kind of subject him to live this really weird life where and, and the only way that any of this makes any sense is if he's just super dumb and can't like help himself and it's like I don't know, if you if you scientifically engineer a prisoner like you're that doesn't make you a good person either sure sure like like she is evelyn at the end of this book is as bad as nathan was at the beginning i think she's worse a different way she's arguably worse because well i think she's she's uh so at the end of the book just to completely spoil uh they fake let's see they fake martine's death using the body of the clone that looks the most developed because nathan doesn't have a memory of those clones being out there then uh the, the baby which, has which hold on hold on you admit that so if he has no memories of those clones being developed but he was able to recognize martine they didn't have to tell him that her name was martine he said that I, I of think, his own I think, I think they had to tell him she was martine but but maybe i'm wrong i i, I don't know I, I don't want to go searching through the book right now but but like i i paid very close attention to that part because i was so i i found that so absurd yeah well okay did you listen to it you listened to it right I did, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'll go look at it after we get off the the, uh, the call here. But it didn't bother me. I read it. You know, I, I think I would have caught that. It would have bugged me. It didn't. So I, I don't know. Like one of us is is reading that incorrectly, or I'm being too generous, or or you know, like like whatever. But at the, at the end, they fake they fake Martine's death. Nathan already has the baby. The baby's been born at that point. Um, and then, and then Evelyn very cruelly takes Martine to her house and keeps her there until Nathan, overwhelmed by his inability to parent the child, brings the child to Evelyn and asks for her help. And Evelyn basically sets up this scheme where Martine now secretly raises the baby in the house where they live together uh, and give it to Nathan every fifth week <laughs> so that he can still feel overwhelmed. Like, Evelyn has set up this, this system where Nathan thinks he needs her, right, finally. And, and Nathan is just kind of so overwhelmed that he doesn't question it uh and then uh what evelyn kind of sets up her lab in her house and just decides to study martine somehow and that's okay for for funding and she's trying to trying to study clone uh not conditioning but the 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 personality the way the way martine has been able to break her like like what she was raised to do to overcome what she was raised to do at the same time she's doing that she's also evelyn has just clearly very clearly even though she says it's not true become her father she is now seeing Martine as a subject again. She is uh, kind of watching the, the raising of the baby happen. She has kind of adopted her other self so that she can become or she can stay the version of her that she doesn't like. It's it's very weird, like, to me. like she Right, and she's, she's a more kind version of her father. She's less abusive, but she is still largely being manipulative, right? Like... Right, because right. Martine doesn't really, she's not really a person and she doesn't really get to make her own decisions. Like, And I think Evelyn says something at the end, like, we don't need to change at all. Like, like she says, well, Martine wants to go out into the world, I'm going to help that. But we actually don't need to change at all. Meaning, like, I'm not going to let her out into the world. I just thought, wow, okay. Like, I didn't like Evelyn, then I kind of did, and now I don't like her at all anyway. You know what I mean? And, like, I have sympathy for Martine, which is strange, because it's like this weird version of Evelyn who doesn't have as much agency and who is struggling with agency but it was bizarre like like i i think i mean if this book has a failure to me it's that at the end i don't like the way the character changed like there was no sense of victory for me like right you know. I'm, I'm actually really wondering now i mean maybe may, uh, maybe this book is a little smarter than i gave it credit for because now i'm wondering were we because the the way it ended i read is that we were supposed to think that this was a happy ending but maybe actually we were supposed to recognize that 
Evelyn is uh, is like become a monster, right? Maybe that is the takeaway. I mean, um, that was my reading, and, it, and it, that's why it didn't. That's why it didn't please me that much. But I wonder if it's supposed to be difficult, and and I'm trying. I'm supposed to stop and think about Martine more, you know. And have I have I dismissed Martine as and you know have have I kind of accepted Evelyn's version? Of this have I gone along with her and? Instead of seeing everything they do with the clones as monstrous, and the clones, the clones are very clearly people, right? I mean, there is no way the clones aren't aren't people. But like, we're given examples over and over again in the book, and I have gone along with that and seen seen the. Um, well, I've divorced myself from their humanity. So, but at the end, I'm like, right. oh no, I sympathize with the clone. So maybe maybe that's where I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to sympathize with the victim and hope that the victim somehow escapes the circumstances. Now that now that she's been handed off to what will what I assume will be another abuser, which is Evelyn. But 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 it's not it's not pleasing as a book to me because I don't like that I have gone along in this person's head and I don't like them at the end. You know, you know what I mean? So 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 yeah, I I, I don't know. I, it, it leaves me it leaves me a little a little confused and dissatisfied. But overall, I still I still uh, am not sad that I read this book and I i still enjoyed it i i mean i certainly don't like this book i think talking about it it's it's left me a little something to chew on with that ending but at the same time i one i think that this book suffers from like it it seems to me that nobody thought very hard about this during the however long it took to write and edit and publish and that to me is is crazy it's crazy that this is a a big name author that you know with a with a, with a real publisher and it's just like nobody nobody thought about this nobody nobody thought to to take a crack at these issues like that that just seems to me really bizarre well i think they did willow i, I just think they didn't write the book that you wanted to read and, and i think i think that's okay i mean you know I, and, and i think i think it's okay for you to say well this isn't this isn't the book i wanted to read like the book i wanted to read would have had these features which you know if you'd had some input well, into it it would have would have been that but 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 i i, I, I think... we've talked about we've talked about that wonder woman movie right you, yes. you don't like that wonder woman movie i do not like that the second it's, one it's no. exactly to me it's well no i'm talking about the first one i haven't seen the second one oh. um but to me, it's exactly like there's a scene in the first Wonder Woman movie, which I, I don't think that movie deserves the praise it gets. But there's a scene where the evil German general is hanging out with Dr. Poison and <laughs> and he takes a she makes this big glowy blue pill and he like snorts it right there and his eyes glow with energy. And it's like, OK, he just got some kind of superpower. And then and then he he like dies the next time we see him and nothing happens. And I understand that I I knew watching that movie that Ares was the bad guy because I know Wonder Woman comics and I knew that uh, Professor Lupin was obviously Ares the whole time. I saw that coming. I liked that, in fact. <laughs> Dr. Poison. I'm still laughing at Dr. Poison. <laughs> I know. Well, I kind of like that. I kind of like that her name is Dr. Poison, though. I like that they didn't try. But it's very comic book. But it seemed absurd to me that this movie went to theaters as it was. With with this scene of this guy snorting this blue magic powder and seemingly to inherit some kind of superhuman ability and then and then that just didn't manifest in any way there was no there was no trigger for that Chekhov's gun we like he didn't he didn't even not at all so apparently... he didn't even he didn't even like throw a very good punch no nothing happened with regards <laughs> to that that th- that to me I still think about them like who who was editing this movie that they didn't cut that part or that they didn't they, they, they didn't adr some kind of line in there they, they didn't do anything now bring that back to this, to this book. That. bring that back to this book what what, what what is the issue with this book you've got me you've got me all because, distracted with dr poison because all these clone shenanigans that you can have evelyn and martine in the same room standing over newly born clone nathan he doesn't recognize his wife that he would have had the memories of five years ago but he does recognize the clone that didn't exist five years ago and as we know there were 12 other clones that he probably didn't even come up with the name martine five years ago and that it is on multiple levels it is it is significantly stupider than the dr poison scene (laughs) in wonder woman it is it is so less thought out and granted i'm sure this movie has a lot less money writing on it than a wonder woman movie i so the stakes are lower but if if you're an author and you care about your writing that's 
that's dumb. All right, Willow, I'm, I... I'm going to go through my book right now. I'm going to find it. Hold on. We're going we're gonna to have a giant swath of silence. Don't say anything while I find it. It's going to take me a minute. How do I search for this? Do I look for unvatting? <laughs> like, how do they... I would search for, like, surgical mask, maybe, or medical mask, okay. because she does refer to removing her mask so that he can he can see her lips move. Like, this is part of it. While Jean is looking up that book, I'm going to tell the audience at home about some of the books that I've been reading since I read The Echo White. <laughs> Finally read Dune. That was interesting. I read uh, The Three-Body Problem by Saizin Liu. I think I'm saying that right. It's a Chinese name, so I, I could probably be saying that wrong. Oh yeah, the next book we're going to read is going to be The Dark Forest, right? Uh, if you if you say so, I'm I was going to read that anyway. I'm happy to read it for the podcast. Usually we don't. Usually I don't get to pick the books for the podcast. Yeah, well, I, I no, I, I, we've agreed that's the next book I'll read for the podcast. We'll, we'll read The Dark Forest. I read the I read the Three Body Problem so long ago, but uh, I'll I'll catch up with that and then read the. Same. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll talk about the three body problem when we when we read the Dark Forest together. Uh, I have a lot to say about that. It's a it's an interesting book. It's obviously it has its problems, but I uh, I'm I'm voluntarily reading the sequel. So I guess that's more of an endorsement than most things on here. That's an amazing endorsement. You Willow. (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, actually, I'm realizing it is. Uh, Okay, hold on a second. second. Okay, I feel like we should take a bet. Okay, so they wake him up. Uh, yeah. She takes her mask off. So Evelyn takes her mask. And she says basically that Nathan will not recognize her as Evans. He's just going to be surgical gown, cap, read about it. And, and they kind of they, they, they kind of t- they tell him about the car accident. He was in a car accident. Uh-huh. He's been in the hospital for a while. He's really open to stimulus. He says everything's a bit fuzzy. Um, she, she says, I'm sure it'll come back to you. Martine comes in, but she's gowned up. Um, Nathan, then Nathan says, has anyone called my wife? Does she know where? And then they go outside and they have a freak out. They, they hadn't really thought this through. Uh, Martine says, I can handle it. Um, and and uh, Evelyn says, no. And Martine says, no, he knows that he has a wife. And Evelyn says he could have met either of us, which is not clearly not true, right? Um, because Right, but, right. But Eve- and Evelyn says this. He says he might still think of me as his wife. I could. Martine says, just send him home with me. We'll, we'll pick up where we left off. And then Evelyn realizes how she feels about Martine in that moment. Thank you Hold for up. joining us on our reenactment of Rashomon, where we discovered that uh, they have a talk memory about, is faulty. <laughs> they have a talk about whether or not uh, Nathan will hurt Martine. Martine says, I always knew it would be like this. I think you thought it. And then Martine says, uh, we have to go back in there. I'll change it to a dress and tell him I'm visiting. And, and she can act like Evelyn called her. Mm-hmm. Martine changes clothes. I still, have, uh, I still have a chance to be correct. <laughs> she's playing the part. She was the part. Oh, and then she walks in and she says, oh, Nathan, there you are. I was so worried Nathan came as soon as I heard. And Nathan Teen, you are correct. See? Thank See? God you're here. I was in an accident. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> See? I'm, I'm right. I'm not crazy. You have you Sarah have, Gailey is crazy. You have the, I'm correct. You have the scariest fucking memory of anybody I've ever, ever seen. Like, like the amount that I have to study for a book that I finished last week, <laughs> just so I can have these, these talks at all. And you read this book four weeks ago. I know you didn't even think about it. You came in cold. And you still remember more correctly than I did. See, see, I, you, you come at the throne, you better not miss. (laughs) Well, I didn't say you were, I didn't say I didn't believe you. I just said, I, I, I thought you were wrong. It didn't bother me when I was reading it. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, well, Willow one, Gene zero. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. All right. That's a huge. This this podcast is going to become fact checker when it comes to. That's a huge error. If you would like, if you would like Willow to read your uh, unpublished manuscript for logical errors, please contact bookstabberpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also send suggestions for our future reading. Please do. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm rocked. I rock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to sit here for a second. Silent Willow. Talk about uh, the haunted skull. Yes, I have a new webcomic out called The Haunted Skull. By the time you're hearing this, there's probably like five or six stories out. Uh, Please check it out if you like The Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, uh, The Outer Limits, Black Mirror, the other three Twilight Zone reboots that aren't as good as the original, uh, or Goosebumps, or if you just like, or if you just hate yourself and you want to... <laughs> That's not a good... Hey, listen, you're gonna, you're gonna go read these comics, the Haunted Skull comics, at hauntedskull.com, and you're gonna love them so much that you are gonna want to support Willow on Patreon, so that she keeps making more comics. I am supporting Willow on Patreon. You should, too. Go check it out. Uh, if you like, if you like library comic, you should support me on Patreon. That's right. If you if you like this podcast, you should support me on Patreon. Uh, I I do edit this podcast. Um, 
if you want me to continue to berate Jean for misremembering <laughs> scenes from Sarah Gailey novels, not although we're not going to read another Sarah Gailey novel on this podcast, I'm not. I'm not allowing it. And, or they have a new book coming out in uh, in November. I think I'm very excited. I can't remember what it's called, but but I, there's one on the horizon. Woohoo! But yeah, uh, <laughs> that was. Can I get a woohoo from you, Willow? I guess not. <laughs> I look. I support Sarah Gailey and all their endeavors. Uh, you know, it's incredible to write anything and get published, and that's really hard. It really is. I just wish. I, if anything, I think this is uh, the fault of the the publisher and the process. Like, some, oh no, do, do these books not have editors? Come on, editors, editors of the world, get better. Oh my I God. should be an editor. I should be editing tour. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> The the barrier that would uh, provide to publishing a book. <laughs> it's fine, whatever. No, you're right. I don't. It would be brutal. I oh I, yeah. I think we should have another podcast. We, we, we should have another podcast where I try to write a science fiction fantasy novel, and and you edit it, and we we just go through I chapter think... by chapter. That would be great. We'll do that as like a we'll do that as like a special edition uh, book staffer. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you pay five dollars on Patreon, you can uh, tune into the adventures of it's it's the Willow Stabs Gene podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. There, there is a lot of stabbing in this book. I mean, we haven't read a book with this much stabbing before. As a book stab, that's true. None of none of it's on screen. That's right. so to speak. There was stabbing in that stupid. Um, the blade itself oh well there, there's more hacking in the blade itself very little stabbing i think that, that reminds me i gotta read I, got, I gotta read i gotta read that most recent joe abercrombie trilogy set in that world of uh, the blade itself i've not read those yet still still on the table oh yeah you enjoy all the the junkas and fatus or whatever they were <laughs> i don't even know what that it's, is it's all... i don't know what you're talking about i don't know there's, there's all kinds of dumb... They had orcs, but they weren't orcs. The Flatheads, remember? Oh, the Flatheads, yes, the Flatheads. Yes. But they had some other they had some other fantasy name. It was like, look out for the Bajorgas, said Jombin the genie. Like it, I want, it was a lot of nonsense. I want you to write a book called Orcs That Aren't Orcs. <laughs> can you write that? Can, can you write that? I might. I don't know what that... I'd, I'd have to sit and think about what that would entail. Maybe that'll be the next Haunted Soul Oh, that'd be comic. great. Orcs uh, That Aren't Orcs. It'd be a good reason to, to check in. Yes. Okay. All right. I think I think we're done. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Yes. Keep stabbing. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Keep stabbing. Later.